Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Well, we are truly in the regular season, as week two has wrapped up and left with some interesting team situations. So, after the weekly drive-through, the detectives are back with the case of the week two blues. And then to wrap up, it's time for some power rankings, baby. So, it's a jam-packed episode. Like always, sit back and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen, we are back. It is an exciting episode, week two in the books. We've got so much to get to with all these games. we got the first edition of our bi-weekly uh, power rankings coming at the end. A uh, lot of early reactions to get to, a uh, lot of craziness. How are you doing tonight? Is you ready to crack into this? Was there any big shocker for you in week two? The big shocker for week two? Wow, okay, coming out swinging with the questions. Um... I think the biggest shocker definitely was the Chargers-Titans game. Chargers losing that one hmm. was a bit of a shocker. Who, who could have seen that? And I was not, I'm not gonna surprise, I'm not gonna lie. I was I may have been blowing some smoke out my ass, but I was surprised at how the Cardinals came out swinging against the Giants. They did come out swinging. The Cardinals are are feisty. Um, that's good. If only who could have ever seen. That the Titans would beat the Chargers. Who could have ever seen that coming? Wow. I mean, you uh, and Christian just... Both, I have the picks on my book, little book here, but I don't have it open yet. I'm in the car. As well, I was just... Like the actual drive-thru. <laughs> I told you and Christian the Titans plus three was the side. Y'all thought I was crazy. But that's okay. I was wrong about some things, too. So, you know, live and learn. Um, all right, so we're going to go through these games here before we get to some of our segments. Some games, as you said, before we started, we were talking, we'll definitely probably spend more time on some games than others um, as we go down the list here. Um, we Since we recorded during Thursday, I don't wasn't going to do anything on the Vikings. I think you're uh, okay with that, probably. Um, yeah, we'll get to that's them later. a tough start. Yeah, okay. All right. So first one I see, I'm just going to go down the list as I got them. One of the better games of the day, Falcons 25, Packers 24. That was a thriller. The Packers were up, and then Desmond Ritter and Arthur Smith rallied. Um, Jordan Love was terrific most of the game, but then he did not come through in the end. So that was his first real rough moment. Um, He still had three touchdowns, no picks in both his first two games, so I'm still feeling very good about my Jordan Love uh, bandwagon. But Desmond Ritter, I'll say this was a great game. It was a weird game um, with how it ended, but Arthur Smith is terrific. And Desmond Ritter didn't, again, light the world on fire, but he was throwing down the field a little bit more. They let him throw a little bit more. I thought he was better. Um, That's the thing with the Ritter, man. That's that's my biggest thing that I liked about him is just he's still not great, and he might still not be even good, but – he, get, he keeps getting he's getting better. It was a little bit it wasn't great, like I said, but it was a little bit better this week than he was last week. And that's how I felt he was those last four games last year. I mean that's worth something, at least, a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, alright. So I, I like how you started off with this game, Colby. 
Um, for me, the opinion, I feel like entering the game, I've, I've definitely seen it in the group chat. Um, people were asking, how long will it take for Heineke to come in? Quite a while, in my opinion. I don't think Heineke's here. Exactly, <laughs> I was about to say, I think Ritter's doing exactly what Arthur Smith is telling him to do, which is not much, like we said last time. It's not much that they're asking him, but hey, they're winning football games, and I've seen this segment that a person does online on YouTube, and uh, it's like the Tom Brady play of the week. And I think that's when Ritter has been a nominee or, or the winner of for both weeks. Like, he's really good at the checkdown game. So, I mean, like I said, as long as he does his job. And, uh, All right, so yeah, like I was saying, Falcons and stuff, man, they're not asking too much for Desmond Ritter. He's playing very Tom Brady, but he's playing Tom Brady ball. I mean, they got okay. great weapons. <laughs> they're actually building a defense around the Falcons since yeah. like 2017. That's yeah. probably the biggest surprise is that they're actually investing in defense. So, I mean, didn't we talk about Jesse Bates coming over from uh, Cincinnati? Oh uh, yeah, that was one of the Falcons? yeah, that was one of the big signings of the offseason. No, they have you're you're right about that. Their defense is much better. They have really improved their defense in the offseason. They had a great offseason. They really did yeah. improve their team a lot. Yeah, they really did. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure, uh, what is it, Drake London finally scored a touchdown with Kyle Pitts. They're still trying to find ways to get the guy open, but I don't know if that experience It's just such a... Work out yeah, it's, the way Raiders play, I don't know if it's going to work. So It's such a run-heavy offense, run though. Yeah, no, I agree. It's such a run-heavy offense. Ritter definitely needs to keep improving and show a little bit more if they want to have be a real contender uh, in the NFC. But yeah, their running game, Bijan is obviously incredible. Algier is good. They have a good line. Like, they really have every... If Ritter... Like you said, Ritter, all he has to do right now is just be smart, take care of the ball. If he can elevate to, to another level, this team could be legitimately good. Um, so yeah, I think I'm logging step with you on the Falcons. On Green Bay... I mean, this is a tough, heartbreaking loss. They should have had this one, but I still think Jordan Love is good. They have they didn't have Bakhtiari or Aaron Jones or Watson, so I'm very optimistic about what Jordan Love is going to be like once he does get Watson back, hopefully this week. Um, I, I still think the Packers will be pretty good. Um, this was definitely a tough loss, though, and one that could come back to bite them down the stretch because, I mean, I figure them in Atlanta are probably going to be fighting for playoff positioning down the down the line um, this season. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But So it doesn't really change my thoughts on either team, but this was, this was I thought this was one of the better games of the day, uh, and it was. So shout-out to Christian also, by the way. The Packers, who lost by a point but still covered uh, by a half point. So that's why those half points matter. Um, they have a plus, <laughs> plus one and a half, and so they did cover and but lost, which is crazy. I like how you're trying to spin it like you're a very proud Jordan Love, though. You were mentioning earlier how he uh, threw no interceptions again, three touchdowns. Six TDs, no picks. That's the one thing that matters, though, is the pressure when he's in a pressure situation. And when the heat turned on, that man went 0-4. All right? It it did not look good on that little game-winning, go-ahead, go-ahead game-winning drive. It did not look pretty. Right, that's the only thing I want to say about Jordan Love. Yes, he played a good game. Like overall, great game, good game. Just that game-winning drive stuff, man. When the when the heat needs to turn on, I think that's where Jordan Love might not live up to the expectation. I think that's where he might come up a little bit shorter. Like I think that's what Green Bay fans are used to is the fourth quarter, you know, fanatics or at least finishing the game. I don't know if Love has that. That's that's might be the one 
the one thing I can hold on to right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that that's very fair. He definitely didn't have it in this game. Um, I think it's you know it's first try. I'm still I'm not gonna give up on that. He can be that after after one uh, attempt. But you're right, it, it's something. Um, we'll see. Like and like you said, we'll see. I'm interested to see what they look like once they get Watson back because I do think that's gonna be a big difference maker. But yeah, I mean that that is fair. He definitely did not deliver, and he had a chance to win the game, and he was bad. So we'll see how the Packers look. These are two of my most intriguing teams in the whole league, personally, Atlanta and Green Bay. So I'm very excited to watch them. And they both have very entertaining matchups in Week 3 that we'll talk about on uh, on Thursday. Atlanta might have the best game of the week, in my opinion. Um, but we'll get to that Thursday. Okay. On to another pretty pretty big game that we'll probably spend a little bit on, um, and I'm sure we'll hear about again on Thursday. The Ravens 27, the Bengals 24. The Ravens hold on after a Cincinnati rally late. Burrow had it was awful again in the first half. They had no offense. They finally got into a groove in the second half, but it looks like he tweaked his calf again. He's now questionable for Monday night. This might turn into the season from hell for the Bengals. I mean, they this was a huge win for Baltimore. And they're 0-2, two straight years. But because Burrow might miss some time, I mean, they might. this is very dangerous territory for Cincinnati. And Lamar was great. The Ravens' off, new offense looked, looked really good after having some bumps in that win over the Texans. So this is a huge win for the Ravens. I'll give them credit for that. And the Bengals, I think, might be in some trouble. Yeah, I mean, they rushed Joe Burrow. Lost week one to Cleveland and re-aggravated his uh, calf injury, like you were saying. It's, uh, they're almost in a do-or-die state, yeah. I was about to say, low-key, Jamar Chase was right. They should have probably waited a couple of weeks, you know. Not against the two division rivals that are known. Actually, all three of you guys are known for having amazing defenses. But, <laughs> I mean, still, like, it, it's, why would you throw your quarterback out into the flames like that, you know? That's... That's the head-scratcher part for the Bengals. So, yeah, I was about to say, they pretty much dug themselves into this hole. I mean, even parts of the members of the team were saying that they want quarterback to wait out. But, then again, Joe Burrow also said that he wanted to play, too. And he's out there talking to, like, yeah, I mean, it's not a poor me speech, I feel like, when I watched that interview. But it was more or less like, I think he put himself into this situation. Like, he should know. Like, this was all 100% on him. You know, like, you're the one that rushed it back, and now you're putting the whole season on the line, you know? So, yeah, yeah the Bengals are in a tough spot. Yeah, they are, and especially because that game, that they play the Rams Monday night, and that, we'll talk about the Rams again later, but that is not looking like as easy of a game as it would may have thought going into the year. Um, for the Ravens, I, I think they look really good. They're already banged up, but Lamar, this was one of his better games as a passer that I've seen. He, he was terrific, I thought. Um, Zay Flowers is awesome. OBJ, I mean, it is what it is. He's just always going to have injuries, but at this point in his career, the Ravens look good. We'll see. I'm not sure if they'll be able to sustain it down the stretch, but as of this moment, they certainly look like they're in the driver's seat in the AFC North. Obviously, a lot of football left to be played. Um, but this was a great win for the Ravens. Very impressive. All right, so next game, the one, the next one I have on the list that you said uh, was your big surprise of the week. I was not surprised, but, you know, I'll just pat myself on the back. The Titans, overtime, stunning win, 27-24 over the Chargers. 
Another late game collapse by the Charger. I mean, what else is new? Um, it's panic time in Charger land. They're 0-2. And the Titans, Ryan Tannehill played much better. They f- physical. They ran the ball better. They looked much better offensively. And Vrabel and company scrap out a win. The Titans are just going to scrap wins. I don't think they're going to be very good, but they're definitely going to scrap wins here and here, here and there. And if they keep getting points, I'm going to keep picking them. 2-0 picking the Titans and the points so far this year. Um, but yeah, that this was I mean, this was just a classic Chargers game. The Chargers are, are going full Chargers. I have kind of finally this year been able to move away from them after buying all into the hype really the last two years, to be honest. Um, and it's just kind of sad. Brandon Staley, I would say, biggest takeaway from this game. I mean, he's certainly looking like the front runner to be the first coach fired. I would say. Oh, man. Yeah, it does not feel good to say. Um, yeah, Brandon Staley, he's just dug himself in a hole. Um, they were saying that this is probably the first time he, sn- he was snippy with the uh, media after the game because they keep choking away leads and everything. And he says that his team's full of finishers. But my thing with it comes to Staley, it's not how you finish the game. It's the fact that you're a defensive coordinator and you're letting – all this stuff happened. You're supposed to be a defensive-minded guy. My, let me correct myself there. You're a defensive-minded guy, and you're supposed to be – and your your defense isn't really that good. Like, right now, your defense couldn't stop, you know, the Titans to get your team in. And then on the other hand, you know, why is your offense only putting up not this many points against the Titans? That's why I'm very disappointed. But, yeah, Charger's going to Charger. That's one way to put it as well. Um I just can't. Like I said, it was just such a mind blow for me because they put up so many points last week against the Dolphins and the Dolphins did what they did to the Patriots. And then that's why I said it was my biggest surprise. Like how, how did this happen? And you, you said it is Chargers going to charge you. The game was close in the end. And I think that's all that it took <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, this is just, this is wild. because They really, it need- is. I'm with you, Colby. It is wild. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, I feel bad for Herbert too, because he was pretty good in this game. He was really good and he's been good and they keep losing. Um, so they play your Vikings this week in a massive game, losers done probably. Loser leaves town game, both 0 and 2. We'll talk, get a full dive on that Thursday, excuse me. Um, and the Titans, man, they're just they're not pretty, they're not sexy, they're just going to be scrappy and they're going to fight and claw for probably about six or seven wins. If I had to guess. <laughs> yeah. The AFC South. I mean, they just don't have the fun upside, you know, to the AFC South. They just have one good factor going for them. And it's what you said too. You haven't even mentioned the players. You mentioned the coach. It's variable. I mean, Tannehill made a couple of play, good plays down the stretch, sneaky athletic plays like he always does. But that should not be the reason why you, the Chargers, lose the game is because Tannehill made a couple sneaky plays. Like that's you gotta <laughs> shake your head at that. That's why it's it's I have not many words to describe it because that's how surprised I was. And I still can't really two days later, you know, process it. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like literally, what the hell is going on? They have the offense, they're supposed to bring in Kellen Moore. You know, this offense looks so good. And then yesterday happened. So <laughs> Sunday. yeah i mean sunday happened yeah sorry <laughs> no it's okay yeah no that's uh that's rough man um okay the chargers we'll see if, if there's any hope to turn it around but it might be tough on to 
the most fun story in the NFL, arguably, and one of the most dis- more disappointing ones, although I think some of us haven't been completely shocked by it. But, the, but we'll start on the positive. The return of the bake. Baker, he's all the way back. Another terrific game. They beat the Bears 27-17. I was wrong on this one. I liked the Bears. Um, Bucks 2-0. Baker's been really good in two games. He started slow the first game, but was good down the stretch against Minnesota and was terrific in this game, really, against the Bears. Um, man, you, I got to give you credit. You, you did call this Bucks team that I was sleeping on them. I thought they'd be in the Caleb Williams week stakes, and that appears to have been wrong. There's a lot of time left, but Baker – I mean, the Bucks are getting about, considering he's on, what, a one-year, $4 million contract, they're getting about the best bang for their buck of any team at quarterback, considering his price tag. Um, so this is impressive, man. I'm I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to believe. I just, Baker, you know, I always was a believer, and then I just got so burnt last year, in the last two years, really, that I was like, all right, I'm done. So that's why I've been skeptical to buy back in, but I got to tell you, man, he, he's been awesome. So props to you for, for that. We never left. It feels good to never leave Baker, man. It was, it feels good. Um, I love seeing him succeed. He looks like he's having fun, you know, he's smiling and he's getting the veteran receivers, you know, a second of pretty much a rebirth. Hopefully this is going to be, I want this to be the season that Mike Evans officially punches in probably that hall of fame ticket that everyone, like everyone knows he's a great receiver and he's been an underlying player, but if you don't, if you can pop off with Baker Mayfield too, like, I feel like this is just like, you got to put a bow on it, man. Like this guy, like just giving the bucks their credit here. I mean, they still have a lot of those Super Bowl players. They still have a lot of the players that were there when Brady was there. It's yeah. just Baker's running the offense. It's way less checkdowns. It's way, it's way more, uh, risky, you know, it's just less way less checkdowns, you know. So I th- I like it. I, I think it's gonna be a fun offense because they're when I was watching a show d- talking about the running back situation for the Bucks, they were like, and they're talking about it fantasy wise, but they were just explaining how Baker's running this offense now. It's Baker's, it's not it's not Brady's where he's throwing it to the running backs. Baker actually uses the receivers, so and the receivers are good. So it's like it, it kind of was a one plus one thing for me, Colby. I, I'm surprised it took you two. I mean, gladly, it only took you two weeks to jump on. I mean, holding skepticism for Breaker, though, because let's be real, the Vikings aren't looking too hot and Bears aren't the you know cream of the crop. So, <laughs> I mean, they got a big game coming up this this week, and I can't wait to talk about when they play the Eagles. So, and uh, yeah, it's just awesome to see Baker, you know, smiling again. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It's good to see Baker having a good time, happy. And Rashad White has been awesome for them too, the running back. Or he again, he didn't do much the first week, but he he was awesome last week. Um, and the line's a little healthier, even though they did lose to center. The rest of the O line's been much better um, early than it was last year. We'll see if they can sustain that. But you're right, all all smiles in Tampa. On the flip side, the Bears, Justin Fields. I mean, it looks like he's regressed. It's it's bad. I mean, he holds the ball for so long. That's really the biggest, his biggest thing. It's like he's got the stuff around him now, and it's just, it's been bad. It's only two games, but he holds the ball way too long. He just doesn't seem like he has a great feel for it. And I was surprised because I, I think I, I've always been a Justin Fields believer. I'm still not completely ready to give up, but it's not looking good. <laughs> I mean, this is what, his third season? Third year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Man, I mean, it's almost time to make that choice, Colby. That's yeah, almost it's time. looking good. It's not looking good. I won't lie. Yeah. That's the that's the only thing they he showed. Like I said, he just shows flashes, man. And I don't think it's enough to. I think the Bears crowd wants a win. And when you see yeah. when they get into that crunch time and he's in the end zone, his own end zone, and he throws that pick six to Shaq Barrett. I mean, that 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 was just it, it was bad. And then he throws another pick six. The I mean, not another pick six, but another pick to put the icing on the game. So it's like. My biggest takeaway from this whole weekend, to be honest with you, is that the NFC North is not looking too hot, and the NFC South is. I mean, we'll talk about the late game. That one wasn't too much to write home about, luckily. But, yeah, the Bears are much more to write home about, man. And that's so disappointing, I feel like. Right now, it's just that's the big, big, you know, thing, is that they're just disappointing right now. Like, they had so much hype going into this season. Yeah, no, that's true. Good news for the Bears. Um, if it keeps going this way, they'll have their pick and Carolina's pick. So they might, they might be right there in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. We'll see. But, yeah, depressing start. Okay, next game. We can go pretty quick on this one. I really only have one point I want to make because this one was ugly. Bills 38, Raiders 10. Um, huge bounce back for Josh Allen, who after his turnover plague week one was basically flawless in this game um, and just carved up the Raiders. So all I really have to say about this one, I totally saw this one coming. I'm not a believer in the Raiders. Are you are you ready to uh, abandon your weird Raiders love that came really out of nowhere? Uh, the first two weeks that took me and Christian kind of off guard after this game. <laughs> Yeah, I am a little bit. Um, for only until Devontae Adams comes back. He did leave this game with concussion. Um, and you know, Jimmy G, I just see the passion on the sideline, man. Like he's actually upset that he lost this game. Like he was actually like slamming his helmet down and that type of thing. I was like, Oh, wait, where's this fire coming from, Jimmy? That I mean, like when I saw Jimmy G's reaction, I mean like he might he might believe in something here in Vegas. I don't they know what it is. They were upset but... for the record. Yeah, and, and I, my thing is, is um, they just the problem here is Josh Jacobs, man. Where is he? He has fallen off the face of the earth. He's trying to feel. I guess he's trying to refill how to get his groove going or something. But man, they need to find a way to get him going. You know that that is my biggest concern right now. I mean, yes, they still have the defense and all that that they got to work on, but. I just still right now for me the biggest concern is you gotta help you gotta help Jimmy G out now that he doesn't have Devontae Adams probably for a week or two gonna have to get that run game going because uh Hunter Renfro they weren't playing him until they were all out of options they said so the past game is pretty much depleted because now they're betting on Jacoby Myers to come back so Colby answer to that question is yes (laughs) I have come down a little bit from the reality that is the Raiders, but you have to remember they're technically winning their division right now. Sure, sure they are. Okay, one and zero in their division. What can I say? Yeah, that's true. They're you know what? I think they're better than Denver. Probably they did beat them. So <laughs> there you go. All right, <laughs> on to the actual best game of the day. I think pretty inarguably, Seahawks thirty-seven, Lions thirty-one. Crazy. Wacky shootout, fun, awesome game. Jared Goff's pick pickless streak snapped. He came so close to the record, but couldn't quite get it. He was still terrific. Oh, other than that, in this game, this was just a straight shootout. 
Um, not a lot of defense, obviously. But these two teams are both so fun. I I hope I expect them both to be competing for playoff spot. This was a huge bounce back for Seattle. Um, and with how bad they, they looked in that second half against the Rams. So, I mean, I think both these teams are pretty good. Their offenses, Detroit lost David Montgomery, so they might actually be forced to use Jameer Gibbs, who they spent the 12th pick on um, for some reason. Um, I'm, I'm just salty because I have him in fantasy, and I was told that they were going to use him in ways that no one had ever seen or no one would have expected. They're going to use him in all these different ways. It turns out that just means they aren't going to play him that much. And they'll throw to him a few times and hand it off to him a couple times, and that's it. We'll see what happens now. Um, this was a nuts game, huge for Seattle to basically save their season. Humbling loss for Detroit after all the momentum with the Kansas City win. Um, Dan Campbell had some weird fourth down decisions throughout this game. But other than that, I mean, doesn't really change how I feel about either of these teams too much. I think they're both pretty good. Great game, though. Great yeah. game. Um, and it does give me a little bit of hesitation for the Lions, just a little bit because of how the Seattle Seahawks played against the Rams, or maybe the Rams are back. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get to the Rams in a bit. A few more games. Yeah, I was about to say, we'll talk about them here in a minute. But the Lions, man, this game is going to, I was about to say, the NFC North really needed you to win this game. <laughs> I don't like like I would have really appreciated it, but instead they like this is one of the games that I had highlighted because they was a surprise to me. This is probably the runner up for a surprise game for me. Colby was Seattle beating the Lions. Um, Geno Smith, he was taking some ballsy plays downfield on the overtime. Man, I was watching that overtime drive where he was just letting it go. He just threw it down like twenty yard down the field to DK Metcalf and then just let it rip for to Tyler Lockett for the game. I was I was impressed. Yeah. It was great. Other than the one play where he ran backwards, Gino was basically <laughs> flawless. Tyler Lockett still being that good is also crazy. What a career that dude's had. Yeah. I was about to say him and him and Mike Evans, man, low key ballers. I mean, they both got their rings to prove it too. So, um, but yeah, that was about to say for the lions though. I mean, they had this huge hype anticipation. They were rocking the ski masks and, you know, hopefully this isn't the Lions proving to us that they just can't still handle or anticipate too much hype because the Lions are still the Lions. But I I still have faith and belief in the Lions, man. I got to. Yeah, no, I agree. I still believe in the Lions, too. I think Seattle's this was a huge for Seattle. They had to have that and they got it. So, yeah, um, like I said, it doesn't really change. It makes me feel better about Seattle. I Detroit. For how good their defense looked week one, it's a little concerning they got carved up, but I still think they're pretty good. Okay, on to the game that I think we all thought would be the best game of the day that actually kind of sucked. Uh, the Chiefs-Jags. Chiefs win 17-9. to <laughs> Trevor unable to muster a touchdown. This was a rough game after how great their offense was week one. Um, Sorry. The Colts, or not the Colts, the Chiefs, defense is legitimately good with all these young guys improving chris jones kelsey now back they're still working out the kinks with the young receivers but their defense is a lot better and that's definitely cause for concern for the league but jacksonville had their chances man and they just couldn't their offense was rough down the stretch 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would say this is more about the Kansas City defense than it is the Jags offense. Yes, the Jags had, you know, they sputtered out, especially when you have the ball on the first one yard line and you can't punch it in in three tries. It's very disappointing. So I, I just can't. This game was so boring. I had this one on over red zone. I chose to put this one on because I had my Jags as a take here. You know, I had to, man. So, and I stuck with it. It's the worst part. Like, I even said it in a group chat. I was like, this game is torture for some reason. Uh, who would have thought this game is torture? But, yeah. Um, I can't believe it. Uh, uh, the Jags just fell flat. They did not have the off offense. I mean, like I said, it's more of the Kansas City defense and everything. The fact that this game was low scoring gives me a little bit of belief that the Jags defense is good. But wow. at the same time, if I'm remembering correctly, Colby, I think this was literally their hardest game of the season for the Jags. So, or at least for the time being, because it's very, still early. But when, I think if I remember correctly, when we did the season preview, this was probably the one we let them slip up on and they just roll for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I was about to say for the Jags, I just expect them. They got to find a way to get this offense repopping because remember, they did have moments in the Colts game where they sputtered as well. Yeah, no, that's true. They, they they definitely need to have a bounce back next week. Not, I haven't looked who I'm not sure who the Jags play next, but me neither. <laughs> I, I can check that um pretty quick. Let's see who do they got next week. Um, so I can tell you the Chiefs play the Bears. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna be bad. Um, <laughs> it looks like the Jags got the oh the Texans, so they should yeah, have a nice bounce back. Yeah, that'll be a great way. But then again, it'll probably leave us with a few questions as well, knowing the Jags. I can already tell we're going to still come out with some questions for them. But for the Chiefs, it's like you said, offense just has to figure it out. And that's the scary thing. It's Mahomes. They got Kelsey. He scored on his first game. Christian hit his dues list this game. He'll have that all. Pre- he'll have his parade ready to go. Big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was hyped. I'm not going to lie. I was hyped. I got a little too greedy myself because, like I said, I I was watching this Jags game and I had Travis Etienne as a touchdown as well. I went double Travis. Got Ooh. too greedy. I went too greedy. Yeah, big oof. So, besides that, everything else. I like the reasoning there, though, the double Travis. That's, that's sound reasoning. I would have done that, too. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Now I don't feel as bad. <laughs> I don't feel as bad. But anyways, for the Chiefs, yeah, they just got to get this going. Um, trying to figure out who that – they have the rookie receiver. I think they just need to get him. He'd right. Figure out what's up with Sky Moore. Yeah, Sky Moore has been underwhelming so far. He, he's – you know, you hope he can yeah, – I'm sure he'll be able to – I think – I'm sure they'll figure it out because it is Mahomes and Andy Reid. But, yeah. Okay, last 1 o'clock game. Um, <coughs> gosh, excuse me. I can't get rid of this cough. Um. Speaking of the AFC South and the Texans, Colts 31, Texans 20 in the battle of rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I liked the Texans in this one. I was wrong on that. Um, Richardson started. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, he got. I want to give you a little buyout here. I'm sorry. I want to give you a buyout right off the bat, right when you said that. Gardner Minshew played this game, Colby. He did, but Anthony Richardson also built a lead. Anthony Richardson. He did. My big takeaway, Anthony Richardson is a lot better than I thought he would be right out of the gate. He runs I agree with him. And he's even been, like, completing – he's completing a way higher percentage of his passes than he did at Florida. So, credit to Shane Steichen. Um, 
two games, two injuries for Richardson is a little concerning, but he's been much better than I thought he would be. And yeah, like you said, Minshew was also good in relief in this game. And the Texans, I think, are just still pretty bad, even though I like their spunk. I actually thought Stroud, Stroud threw for a bunch of yards. He's pretty good. Pretty well. he's, missing, he's missing like his whole line already. They're already on like almost all, I think they're down four starters on the whole line on a team that's already not very good. So it's been a rude awakening for C.J. Stroud, but I thought he was good in this game. He threw for a lot of yards. He doesn't have a ton to work with. Um, so I, I was I liked what I saw from Stroud. Certainly, yeah, so far, they're both looking better than Bryce Young out of the gate. I'll tell you that much. Oof, we'll get to Like I said, that NFC South slot fest, man. We'll get to that very briefly because yeah. that's all we got to talk. It's a very fast talk. But, um, yeah, uh, dude, both these rookies looking great. Um, I am concerned. I hope Shane Steichen dials it back for Anthony Richardson because, like you said, two injuries, two games in a row. Yeah, and I think it's because he's just sending it. You know, he's just literally letting Anthony Richardson send it like he did in his college days, and can't really do that. And the kid's not built like Jalen Hurts at the moment. You know, he's big, but he's not like you know, big. I don't know, like NFL ready big. I guess I can say because Jalen Hurts when he had that year two of the NFL, the he was coming in like a unit. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was about to say, wait, you just give Richardson some time. And I think that's the best part about it. And if the, for the Texans and C.J. Stroud, he's working with what he's got. Like you said, Colby, he's actually, you know, he's doing pretty decent out there. I, I got to give him some respect. I mean, when yeah, you actually talk when you turn on a fantasy football show, you don't expect them to talk about Texans receivers and the guys that actually have confidence in it just because they're like, yeah, the kid's just throwing it to them really well. <laughs> like, and that's, you know, very reassuring if you're the Texans, you know, like at least, yes, there's memes about him, not really the best being the best reader. I don't know why that, how that meme surfaced, but. um, in that, What is that? It's a clip he can't, he's not good at reading, you said? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the meme. Like, for some reason, people just decided to poke fun at he's just not a good reader. I, I don't know why. I don't know how that meme surfaced. You're going to have to do some research on my end. I have, but, to, I have to look that up. Oh, yeah, it's very early in the season. Like, more in the – it's very, very early. You'll see in everything. But, uh, yeah, I was about to say, I think uh, for both these teams, you got to have some pretty good reassurance. It was a fun – I think it's going to be a fun – game next time they play each other as well we'll see these two quarterbacks next time yeah no i'm interested to see if, if the texans can get their line healthy can stroud uh, string together some wins with D'Amico rides but bumpy start he had no running game either but he's still they said positive very positive by us there okay on so to- disappointing at the npb fair no, you- <laughs> um all right on to the four o'clock slate which was <laughs> not great so if you want to we want to talk negative stuff. Sorry, what'd you say? My internet was wonky for a second. Yeah, that's why I just went mute. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, I was just saying, Damian Pierce was the only disappointed down bad news that I wanted to share because I do have him on fantasy, and he was a part of that atrocious performance on my team that <laughs> amounted to the new season low, maybe yeah. career low for me. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I saw that. That's rough, rough, rough first two weeks uh, for, for you and I in the fantasy league. We have the two lowest scoring weeks uh, first two weeks. I got a, I got a dub this week though, so I'm got my first win as a member of the league. So that was exciting. all that matters. That's, that's right. What I was about to say. 
Getting those wins is all that matters. I'm the same way, Colby, as long as we get the win. <laughs> I mean, I beat the champion last week, so I don't, I don't mind. You know, I, I, it was an emotional win for week one this week, week two. You know, we stepped off the gas, but uh, awesome. look for a bounce back. I'm looking for a bounce back for sure. Yeah, you're right. Back yeah. to real football. <laughs> I was just going to also say early returns. Uh, um, So far through two weeks, I'm winning the trade with uh James, giving him Watson for Connor and JSN. Watson has still has yet to play a game, and I just beat James. So, feeling good. Yeah. Okay. Four o'clock slate. It was pretty ugly. I won't lie. The games were actually three or four games were actually really good, but the matchups weren't the prettiest going in. Niners 30, Rams 23, the aforementioned surprisingly viable Rams followed up their stunning win over Seattle in week one with a impressive loss. They This one there was a push, one of my two pushes. I had two pushes of my three locks, which is crazy. Um, McVay, awesome. McVay literally kicked a meaningless field goal at the end of the game just to cover some spread books. I think it was more than seven. I we, When we did it, it was nine or minus seven. Um, the Niners are a juggernaut. They're still very good. Purdy wasn't amazing in this game, but he, he was fine. Um, and their team still scored a bunch of points. But the Rams, I think, are the story just because, I mean, they – so you saw how the Niners just – I mean, this just shows how important coaching and offensive coaching is. The Steelers, in my opinion, I think and most people would agree, have more offensive talent than the Rams. And yet the Steelers offense got like a yard through a quarter and a half on the Niners. And the Rams were right there in the game the whole time with an offensive line that was makeshift. A rookie, Puka, as, their, uh, as the leading receiver in the league out of nowhere. And Tutu Atwell, who was a had done nothing in his career, has been awesome in two games. I mean, McVay deserves all the flowers. Um, he, he really does. This is just – he's just an incredible coach. Stafford's been better. Their offense is fixed. When they get Cooper Cup back, we might have been wrong about the Rams. They might actually be pretty good. They might be right in the mix in this NFC. We'll see if they can sustain it. I'm not 100% on that, but it's been impressive for two weeks. Thanks, Ken, Colby. I mean, Cooper Cup's still the comeback. Um, and the big caveat, they're one of the teams that are really dependent on their quarterback, you know, so Stafford's just letting it go. He did it for week one and he's still doing it. I mean, you got to respect the craft and they found the running back, not named Cam Akers to run the ball in everything. And it turns out to be going pretty well for him. Um, I agree with you. This game is obviously more probably about the Rams than it's the 49ers because after what the 49ers did in week one. And pretty much continuing where they left off business. And this is just that weird Kyle Shanahan, McVay rivalry trio thing that they had going. I don't know who the, I don't know what's going on there. And then the NFC West where one beats the other. And then it's like some weird time where they beat, beat not, the other beats him. And it's, I don't know what it is, but yeah, that was about to say for me, I think this is more about the Rams though. They still out here, you know, made it a little bit of a, made it look like a competitive game covered. <laughs> right they well they pushed for me but some books they did cover it's impressive because i thought they were i think we all thought they were gonna get steamrolled um so the rams yeah man they're they're gonna be a real tough out they have they're gonna be a fascinating team to watch down the stretch here um okay next game <laughs> the the comeback of the century they're calling it just when you thought he was dead and buried, Daniel Dimes, he looked dead, buried, finished. 
And then in the second half, he went crazy that he remembered who he was. Giants 31, Cardinals 28. I mean, that game was nuts. The Cardinals are a much tougher 0-2 team than everyone thought they would be. 2-0 against the spread. So shout out to Jonathan Gannon. He is a might be better coach than we think. He's got the boys playing hard. They're fighting. They're scrapping. They look respectable. And they'll still probably have the worst record to get Caleb Williams. I think that would be the dream season for Arizona. You still get the number one pick, and you're awful. But you're very scrappy and competitive in all your losses. Um, I mean, this was literally the Giants' season. They literally saved their season. If they would have lost this game and been 0-2 after how bad week one was, I think they'd be pretty dead in the water. So, I mean, props to them for coming back and winning, but it's still, they've lost Saquon for a couple weeks. I mean, they had to have it and they got it, but my Giants uh, optimism is not very high, even even so, despite the impressive comeback. Yeah. Oh, man, what a pick by me. Am I right, folks? I mean, I was told, and I made sure I wrote this down. Yeah. <clears throat> Bold move, bold choice by you. Someone said bold move. Uh, I don't know why. Someone... That sounds like yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, bold move and everything. When I said I was going to pick the Cardinals on that one. And then I doubled down on him for my upset pick right. to cover. They did cover. So. They're covering out there. In they're scrappy. You said it best, Colby. They're scrappy, and I think that's their goal. Jonathan Gann is going to have them, I guess, scrappy. He's a lot more. He's probably a better motivator than we thought he was. Yeah, I would say. Josh Dobbs has not been bad either, considering he just got there like, what, three, four weeks ago? Yeah, three. Yeah, we'll say three weeks now. Week before the season. So, yeah, man. The Cardinals hanging around. The Giants, I mean, the Giants also have to play the Niners on Thursday. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that bloodbath while we're recording with uh, Christian on Thursday. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Almost through the slate here before we get to the good stuff that people want to hear are the primetime games. The the other speaking of bloodbaths, Cowboys thirty, Jets ten. Uh, this game went about as how you thought it would go. Zach Wilson was under constant duress through three picks. Zach barely had to do anything. The Cowboys defense is just monstrous. I mean, what can you? This one I don't think we have to spend much time on. I think this is pretty much what we all expected, except Christian. Really liked the Jets and the points for some reason. Even with nearly getting 10 points, they couldn't come close to covering. <laughs> um, the Cowboys' defense is just a juggernaut. And the Cowboys are kind of in that position where it's, it's kind of like as impressive as they've been, they, they're not really going to be able to prove anything to me in games like this. Like, I know they're going to destroy all the bad teams with that defense and all the mediocre to average teams, but we'll see in a couple weeks when they play the Niners – once they face a real good team, what they are. But, man, the Cowboys look like a juggernaut right now. That's my whole take on that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dallas, what is it? Their uh, points, points differential is 70 to 10 right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, my main thing is people are like always still bashing about the offense and everything. I mean, the Jets have a really good defense. Like, it's a respectable defense. And everything, Dallas still, you know, pulled away. I mean, don't get me twisted, Colby. Yes, the Jets' offense was just probably atrocious. Four handoffs to Brees, to Bryce, yeah, Brees Hall. It's uh, not good when you, especially when you have Zach Wilson and one of the best pass rushing defenses we probably see in the league this year. So, 
one of the three at least i think we've seen on the weekend i yeah i was correct myself because i did see a couple of good performances looking on my uh looking on my little game schedule here but anyways yeah dallas's defense not much really the right it's not much to talk about because they're doing it again dallas ran through new york both teams yeah that's a tough that's a major owning by dallas to just destroy both new york teams two weeks in a row um okay the craziest arguably the craziest game of the day week two just overall just going through these was much better than week one good to see everyone kind of rounding into form um commanders 35 broncos 33 this game was nuts denver was smoking them they were up 21-3 in the first half then the commanders dominated pretty much from that point on we're up in the second half. Then the Broncos get a Hail, Hail Mary at the end of the game. Then they have to go for two to tie. They don't get the two. People thought there could have been P.I., whatever. Um, before we get to the Broncos, Commanders have been very impressive. And Sam Howe looks really good, man. He was great in that. He was really good in that game. He's slinging it around. He looks confident. 3-0 is the starter. I've been very impressed with Sam Howe. Very impressed. And the enemy, this Commanders team has some juice, man. This was huge for them. Now, I say all this, they have beaten the Cardinals and Broncos. So that's obviously the one caveat here. They haven't exactly gone through a murderer's row. But still, what a what a start for the for the Josh Harris era in Washington. It's all great, immaculate vibes in Washington. The best vibes in decades. Wow, it's a, what a statement, man, right there. Um good way to also take the air out of my sails before i can get my hype behind my take you know com- commander still winning the vision gonna believe in that yeah um, i believe that for a second <laughs> and i like uh, they, i like what i've seen but <laughs> i i'm glad that you're liking what you see man because i i've been this offense they putting up the points like you said they just went on a stampede on denver uh that took them a half to get it together but yeah once they got it going this offense can be dangerous and i think it's just going to take time because, yes, Sam Howe is still, you know, like you just said, he's 3-0, and but he still has a lot more to learn. So, in the big takeaway for me, though, is Denver actually trying to be more respectable as recent. You can tell that Sean Payton difference is slowly starting to seek in, but it's going to take – there's still the things that are still, like, the team as a whole still is, like, a, I feel like a whole phase behind, you know? I, I don't know how to really put it. But, like, you can tell they're running much better. Like, they feel like they're more on schedule, on scheme, you know. But it's just they're missing a couple of things. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, This is the most points they've scored in the Russell Wilson era. And this is kind of something I noticed Colin talked about on his show. But um, the this Russ in these two games has been terrific in the first half probably on Sean Payton's scripted plays. And then the second half, he's been awful. So mm. that what you will. The defense, I think, maybe isn't as good. I mean, they just got 35 hung on him by Sam Howe, who, granted, is better than people think. I like Sam. He's been very pressed. He's looked better than Ritter to this point. We did that whole Ritter-Howe party picket thing um, a few weeks before the year. And Howe has looked, I would say, the best other than Purdy um, so far. But, yeah, Denver, yeah, I think Sean Payton's a good coach. They're better. They're still just not there, though. They're just not a good team. And I don't, And Russ is competing 
uh, with another once great quarterback for the worst contract in all of sports. Um, so that part of it, with that still looming, the fact that that contract hasn't even started yet is a concern. <laughs> you don't have any idea how hard it was to trade that contract away, man. <laughs> it took so yeah. much wheeling and dealing. But it's even harder in real life. <laughs> yeah. Guess what the team was, though, that I managed to pull it off on? Uh, let's see if I can figure this out. Um, uh, was it the Commanders? Yes, it was the Commanders. <laughs> it was the Commanders. Oh. Yeah, I was about to say. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they were the only team, and they were desperate enough to take them. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I would say not. <laughs> I don't hope not. So Commanders got a fun future, bright future, bright road ahead of them. Only downside is the NFC East just looks like a dark, scary place right now. Yeah, that's true. Although they look better than the Giants for what that's worth. Um, last thing for, for Denver, you know, the good news is Jokic will be back in here in about a month. And then, yes, sir. And then the Broncos will be for sure eliminated. <laughs> uh, so that's, you got that to look forward to. Okay. The primetime games. We got two minutes on this meeting. So I'm going to just do the intro and then we'll start the other one. Dolphins 24, Patriots 17. I watched that whole game. Um, Miami was much – this game was not as close as the score made it sound. The Patriots had chances. They had a chance to tie at the end, which is kind of crazy. Um, I like – I loved the Pats in this game. I was wrong about that. But Miami's just much better. And Tua, got to give Tua a ton of credit, the fact that he's never lost to Belichick, which is wild, considering Belichick basically just dominates every young quarterback except for Tua, who he's never beaten, which is – I mean, you got to give him a lot of props for that. Well, 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 Colby. Finally, finally getting a part of the, the McDaniels vape train, I guess it is. I don't know. <laughs> I saw, I did see, I'll let you guys, sorry. I just, I did see the someone retweeted the video, posted the video of him running to the locker room at halftime. He was like sprinting. And they were like, this is, this is the look of a man who left his vape in the locker room. Hasn't had it the whole first half. <laughs> That, that man had this man had other things on his mind. He went back and had the chillest halftime uh, prep talk ever. Um, whatever adjustments he makes is probably so lax, but so so good. Um, I was honestly, I had my family here watching the game, and we were. I was just raving about Mike McDaniel's and everything. I was just like, <laughs> you know, he's just a fun guy. He makes. He's like his first. I was like his first decision as a coach was to get Tyreek. And they get dividends out of it. I mean, sucks that Jalen Waddle got hurt for this game. Yeah, but they still came out. The guns were ablazing, man. I mean, they were letting it letting it go. Raheem Mostert was great on the run game too for them. So Dolphins just showing that they could do it from both ways. But for me, it was also Tua. There was a couple of plays where I was like, "Ooh, Tua was just smooth with it." You know, whether it was a play action or just a quick pass. He was just smooth with it, man. It was it was pretty – It was the offense looks great. And, you know, for them to contain the Patriots the way that Mac Jones has actually been doing pretty good for himself, I mean, that's a good sign for me. I mean, hey, no Jalen Ramsey yet, too, to join the crowd. Xavier Howard's putting his face back on the place, face of the earth. It's good times <laughs> for, the, for the Dolphins. Yeah. Also, have you seen the rumors that Xavier Howard has gotten, like, four different women pregnant in, like, the last year? <laughs> unconfirmed rumor but that's that's anyways that's also wild um yeah i mean i'll just say i think 
yeah, I was probably very wrong about the Dolphins. If two is upright, they're going to be very, very good. So that that was a blunder by me. You were definitely looking very right on that one. Um, for the Patriots, I mean, I thought they'd have a better chance to win this game. They're just so limited offense. It honestly reminds me a lot of the Steelers. And the Kenny Pickett-Mac Jones thing is very similar, which we'll get to uh, in a minute. The Patriots, I'll say, is less dramatic, uh, to put it uh, kindly. They're certainly – their offensive coordinator is definitely better. Um, but they have worse weapons. So, I mean, Mac Jones, I think, is fine. Like, he's definitely, think, can be like an average to slightly above average quarterback, but that's about it. Um, the Patriots, I think they'll be about what we expect. They'll be eight, nine wins. Um, they have a good defense. They're 0 2, but they had to play two of the best teams in the league. So, I'm sure they'll get a bounce back next week when they get to play Zach Wilson. Um, Patriots, no no shocking revelations for, for me on the Patriots in this one. Yeah, for me it was Zach, for me it was Mac might be back. That, that was my revelation. I do like the way the offense looks for the Patriots. I have confidence, even though they're an 0-2 team. I don't think they'll make the playoffs again, but I do think they'll at least be a lot more respectable on both sides of the ball now. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Their defense is their defense is pretty good. Considering how what Miami did week one, and they were able to take away a lot of what Miami likes to do, but Miami adjusted. Credit to them, McDaniel. Okay, on to the Monday night doubleheader. We'll save the best for last. So we'll just start with uh, the NFC South living up to its name, as much as it's been a better division so far than people have expected. Saints twenty, Panthers seventeen. The Panthers also. I had the Saints minus three as a lock. Another ridiculous push with the Panthers scoring a meaningless touchdown and two-point conversion at the end of the game uh, just for no reason after not scoring the whole game. I mean, that was ridiculous. But besides that, this game was about what I expected uh, other than the Panthers' late touchdown. I mean, it was ugly, all defense. The Panthers' offense is horrendous. They have no blocking. They have no weapons. Bryce Young, I feel bad for. I still think Bryce Young can be good. I think he has good awareness, good a good feel for how to play quarterback, but he's just so tiny and he has nothing to work with. So it's the Panthers might might be the worst team. They are going to be horrible. I know we had some optimism for them in the offseason, but that was misplaced. They are their offense is just dreadful. The Saints did not look great in this game by any stretch. But I don't think it was ever in doubt they were going to win just because they at least have somewhat of an offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Saints offense is still uh, lacking that, you know, wow factor. Even though they got the star talent, they just need to get it going. Um, For me, when I look at the Panthers, though, it was just so hard to watch. Bryce Young just looks like he was going to make me the worst take ever. But uh, I did tell Christian, I was like, this Panthers defense, man, it makes the take even more heartbreaking because dude is Evro man. He went from Russell Wilson to this situation here in Carolina. He he really thought he was going to be a part of something hopefully bigger. But this neck, he's going back to back years of just rough offenses not helping out his yeah. good defenses. So, <clears throat> and that was my main takeaway about the Panthers. It was just man, it sucks to see it. And for the Saints, I mean. 
they almost went. I mean, I think I would say they kept the whole game without scoring a touchdown, even though it was a garbage time one. I mean, touchdown is a touchdown, but still, I think the Saints defense is still pretty good. They got their bets all over the field on that defense. And like you said, their car and they at least have an offense with them. So, yeah. All right. Slot fest. Saints 2 0. Saints Packers next week. Big game. All right. And now, what the people have been waiting for. As you know, a game I have lots to say about. I was texting you throughout last night. Steelers 26, Browns 22. In what was just one of the cra- – and this is saying a lot considering the Steelers the last couple of years. One of the craziest Steelers games I can ever remember watching. Just the amount of nuts things that happened. The game felt like it was six hours long. This game, the first quarter, they they ended it, and then they put time back on the clock and went back into the first quarter. At one point, the game was nuts. Um, I texted you the Steelers' offense is horrible still, um, even though it was better technically because it couldn't have been any worse. I texted you my I think my best take about this game that is how that as much as is agony for me the whole time, even though they did win as crazy as it was. That's how Mike Tomlin wishes he could win every game. That was his dream game. They scored two defensive touchdowns. He had two challenges. There were like a jillion punts both ways, multiple turnovers both ways. And he won a close, gross defensive game. That is like his dream, but not mine. Um, So, I'm still very concerned about Matt Canada in the offense. Um, And as bad as Kenny Pickett looks, uh, has looked, as disappointing as that has been, the silver biggest silver lining, I would say, is I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the AFC North because Deshaun Watson, my gosh, he was atrocious. He was – I mean, Deshaun Watson basically won that game for the Steelers. He also had the rare – I don't know if I've ever seen – I definitely don't think I've ever seen before two 15-yard two personal foul penalties as a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, that's very impressive considering he's already, you know, not exactly an upstanding character guy. Um, I mean, that game was just – I'd love to hear your thoughts as a neutral party. because, And obviously you had the traumatic injury to Nick Chubb, which sucks. Um just got his leg and knee destroyed, which was the gruesome. They wouldn't even show it, um, which sucks. Obviously, hope he's able to play again. I mean, it was that bad. But, yeah, that game was – I mean, it was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. It's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. I mean, after the – I'm glad you mentioned the Nick Chubb thing because I'm going to go ahead and just mention it. That was the heartbeat of Jalen's Browns are going to be ankle biters take. Um Definitely going to be room for concern now for that take now. A lot more room for concern. Um, yeah, because once he went down, I mean, the Browns, they were working. They were trying. They were doing it. But Steelers defense, it came back up. I mean, they woke up, I should say, after the complete smackdown that the other team had on them. We won't have to mention them for your sake. Uh, but for the Steelers, I really do think that this game, when I was watching it, First key takeaway was, God damn, this game is going on forever. <laughs> I was like, how is it still in the <laughs> first game. 
It was, it was in the first half still. And I'm pretty sure the Saints-Panthers game was entering the fourth quarter when you guys were still in the first half. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they were only 30 minutes apart from kickoff, if that, you know, like maybe an hour. But I was surprised. I was like, dude, this game's taking so long and everything. Even when I turned it on, it felt like the second half, first half would never end. And then, like you said, though, uh, the defense, I even texted you, the defense outscored the offense. And there was even a moment where, I'm glad I saw it this morning, there is a moment where I thought I heard it. where I was like, what are they chanting? And they were chanting to say, fire Canada. Yeah. You know, like. Rightfully so. It's just something. Yeah. And that's something that Pittsburgh fan, like I was reading all the comments and they were like, yeah, as Pittsburgh fans, you don't really hear that or even see that that often. So. It's um, a win's a win, <laughs> win's a win, but definitely you got a lot of lot of things to figure out on offense, and you know that's all I can really say. Like this game, for me, it was the fact that Nick Chubb is gone. Now, as a regular just NFL fan, that that was the biggest blow to this game. That's it. <laughs> to the Browns season, honestly, I'm just thinking it's just the Browns as a whole. Like losing Nick Chubb is a huge blow. Yeah, no, that's that's a killer for them. Um, but yeah, you're right about the Steelers' offense. It's it's a major concern. The good news is the only spin zone I can really have for you is it's two really good defenses. They played first two weeks. They get next two weeks are going to be pivotal for Kenny Pickett to get right. He's missed a lot of throws. He's been very underwhelming so far. Um, even though he was better than Deshaun Watson, uh, but he had missed too many throws. They obviously can't run the ball, which I thought they'd be able to. And oh, that's the other thing. Last thing I'll just rant on: the Jalen Warren Najee Harris thing makes no sense. And Najee did have a couple nice runs late in the game, but other than that, he did nothing. Najee Harris never goes forward. He will not go forward. He goes sideways every time he gets the ball. And on the other hand, literally every time they give Jalen Warren the ball, he makes something happen. The the touchdown, the seventy-one yard touchdown to Pickens, they had was only set up because he converted a third and 12 on a little dump off that looked like he had no chance. And he just basically powered through two guys to get the first down. He was awesome. He was easily the best player on the offense uh, last night. So credit to him. But yeah, they're, they're a mess with Canada. It's, it's a mess. But hopefully they can get right these next couple games. That's what Tomlin's thinking, I bet. That's exactly what you want. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, that game was absurd. Okay, that is all the games. We got some quick stuff to get into, and then we'll end with the power rankings. It's been a great episode already, but you had some takes you wanted to rattle off first. Yes, Colby. As you know, we are done with week two, and it's time for us to figure out some of these weird, odd situations with some of these teams. Who can we believe in and all that jazz? And so I think it's time for us to crack open our briefcases once more and dust them off because it's time for the NFL detectives to get back in the office. I love and it. Figure out the case of the week two blues. Okay. I like this. The detective agency is open for business. Oh yeah. We're back, baby. We're back. And especially when we got the power rankings coming up, this is just going to be pretty much teams that might not be on the power rankings. <laughs> All right. All right. There. I like it. Let me Probably hear. their last little moment of the spotlight today. Okay. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start with the O and twos, Colby. We're going with the O and twos, okay? okay? Got a couple interesting ones for you. 
We mentioned them briefly. I want to go with the Bengals right off the bat. Something we started off with from the beginning. I'm bringing this case to you, Coley, because Bengals have obviously a quarterback that you defend. You know, he is a great quarterback, Joe Burrow, but he is injured and he has put his team in jeopardy now to with this injury to push it back, maybe prolong it. I guess there's the word I was trying to find. So what are your thoughts on the 0-2 Bengals, Colby? Do you think they can get out this rut or are they going to be at the bottom of the pack for the rest of the season? I mean, I'm not going to write them off yet just because they've earned that the last two years with how good they've been to not be written off. If he's actually hurt and like misses games, though, they're toast. That's what I'll say. They did start to finally figure out their offense in the second half. They did have some nice production and almost came back and won. Um, so that gives you some confidence in them. It's all about the health, though. If, he, if he's actually going to miss time, then I don't think they can turn it around as much as I have been fair to the Bengals and believed in them. Um, that's that's killer because if because especially now with the Rams being semi good at least they're they're toast if he if he misses games if he's able to play then I think there's still some hope they can turn it around but if if he's gonna miss like two one or even even just two games they're toast that's my analysis that's an interesting one detective I think this team does have the same amount of hope but it depends on what that health is i mean this kid if he misses games that's it doesn't look pretty because then you start talking about they're already saying that he might miss next week i don't know who they play but if they lose next week or go oh and four talking about pretty much going perfect for the rest of the season they hit the playoffs you know it's a it's a mighty task for anybody so colby i i'm with you the hope the hope's there until he misses a game yeah all right um yeah, I, I was about to say, I, I can't really write off the Bengals either. I think they'll get out the rut. I just don't know. It's hard to tell when. That's why they're an interesting case with the 0-2s. Mm-hmm. Colby, this team, though, they, they, they're they going to be one of the highlighted teams of next week. We're going to talk about both of them right now. Let's go ahead and bring up the Chargers. Chargers, man, 0-2 in their start as well. They are going into tough losses in the last three games. Might as well say that in their last three games, including the playoffs. Um, Do you think the Chargers truly will be finishers, like their coach is saying? Or do you think that it's probably time for a rebrand? They're going to be in the middle of the pack, and they're not going to be able to catch up. Only one game out, might I add. Yeah, so... It does, it does, again, feel too early to completely write them off because of all the talent and because of Herbert. But they're also the Chargers, and I do not trust them. They've earned to not be trusted at this point. So I don't at this point, I don't think they're going to get to the playoffs. I think they'll be, like you said, around the middle of the pack I think is good. They're not going to be awful. They'll get some wins here. Um, but I don't know if they can dig their way out. There's just so much... As much as there is to like, you just cannot trust this team. I just you just can't trust it. They have just these weird loss. They should be two and zero right now. Instead, they're zero two. I think their coach probably gets fired, barring a barring a major turnaround. Um, so no, I don't think they're going to turn it around. I don't want to overreact too much, but I just just I can't trust. I'm done believing in the Chargers. I'm so done believing in the Chargers. I think uh, I think this team is not done yet. 
I do understand the lack of faith and why it needs to be gone. I really do think this week three game is going to be the do or done for both these teams that we're I'm about to mention is the Vikings and everything. The Chargers and Vikings. Vikings are also an 0-2 team, Colby. And luckily for them, their division, not too hot. They're all they all lost the game last week. So everyone's still one game away or tied. But when you're talking about the Chargers, you got Mahomes and well, you're supposed to be the number two team when you're the Chargers. Do I think they're going to be able to be that number two team? I have a lot more hype for the Raiders in their consistency right now. And like you said, they should be 2-0. So I'm going to go ahead and join you with that. Take Detective. I think it's enough for the Chargers right now in their playoff hopes. And for the Vikings here, I'm going to let you go ahead and give me your initial analysis on them. And what do you think about this 0-2 Vikings? Last 0-2 team, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, I'm actually going to be positive for you because I know you're down a little bit with a rough start. I think they're not. They're certainly not dead yet. It really helped them that everyone else in their division also lost this week. Still have a very good offense, at least a very good passing game. Um, the O-line's banged up is a concern. The defense is better with Flores. It's still not great. Um. Well, I don't think they're dead yet just because they're still going to be in it in that division. There's no one in that division who at this point, as much as I like Green Bay and Detroit to certain levels, there's no one in this division who's earned that that you just feel like is a slam dunk by any means. Uh, so because of that, I think they're very much still alive. They, I think they still have, like I said, a dynamic passing game. Not writing them off yet, but they got to beat the Chargers this week. <laughs> but I'm not writing them off. Not yet, especially now. Like I said, the division helps. There's no, there's no juggernaut in the NFC North. It's fair for me to ask you: Is there any zero and two team that we should talk about before we move on? Besides the, no, I mean I think all the other ones are just bad because what you got Carolina, the Texans, the Bears, Arizona, like all those teams just stink. Am I missing anyone? Broncos and Pats. Yeah, the Pats would be the only one that I think could be viable, but I don't know that they warrant a full investigation. I think we know what the Pats are. The other team, oh, the rest of them are just going to be bad. <laughs> None of the rest of them are shocking that they're 0-2. <laughs> yeah. All right, good thing we're on the same page here, Detective. All right, <laughs> moving on. I got these one-in-ones here. These are very – some of them. Some of these one-in-ones feel like they're 0-2. Some of these one-in-ones feel like they should be 2-0. Um, right off the bat, this team that I'm going to highlight right off the bat, the Jaguars, Colby. I think we need to bring them up to the table because that offense was atrocious against the Chiefs. No matter what, this was your round two against them, your redemption game at home, the home opener, and you fell flat with nine points. Colby, is there anything that we should feel concern about for these Jaguars at one and one, or should we just brush it off and they'll be completely okay? Um, I mean, there's some concerns that the offense hit a snag like that, as you said, when this was kind of their chance to get the Chiefs back. Also, though, I'm not, I think they're going to be okay because it is just the Chiefs, it's still the Chiefs. Um, they're still certainly, I feel certainly better about them than the rest of their division. Um, so I think they'll be okay. I think maybe they're not quite as good as you and I think they're going to be because we both think they can win the Super Bowl. Um, at least going into the year we did. So that part of it, 
maybe there's some concerns. The offense is going to hit some snag. I guess my biggest concern with the offense would be the O-line is not great. Um, that's the one offensive thing that I think could bite them uh, down the stretch here. And the defense, I mean, we'll see. But I, I wouldn't say it's – I still think they're going to be fine. Yeah, see, I think the offense is just going to take some growing. I give it two more weeks for this offense to pop off. If it doesn't pop off, then I'll be officially concerned because high expectations for it. We got flashes of it in week one, and then we were denied any visions or any sights of it week two. So, again, maybe it's credit towards the Chiefs, but at the same time, very, very odd Jags, because remember, they almost lost, they also made it played a quote. Uh, they played a close one with the Colts. Words. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and try and switch it up on you on these conferences here, Colby. We're going to go to the Rams, this one and one team. I did give you a little sneak peek that they are on this little case of ours here. I have to bring this to your table, Colby. I know you like talking about Stafford. And even though they're depleted, boy, are they fighting. What are your thoughts on your Rams? Yeah, this might be the hardest. Not your Rams, but sorry, your no, the Rams. No. Okay, yeah, the Rams. Um, this might be the hardest investigation case out of all of them because it's been thoroughly impressive through two weeks, as I've said, considering what the expectations were. They appear to have drafted these late round draft picks appear to all be working out swell. Stafford looks healthy and he's great. My concern is just can they sustain it? Um, especially if the wear and tear of the season goes on, can Stafford stay upright? If Stafford's out there, though, I think they'd be pretty good. Uh, I think they actually can sustain it because McVeigh is just so clever. They appear to have other weapons now, obviously, with Puka and Tutu. Uh, once they get cut back, that's a nice little trio right there of receivers. Um, the fact that their O line has actually been pretty good, even though most people, including myself, thought it'd be terrible, is is good for them. The defense, I'm still not completely sure. But, yeah, they, they've rebooted. I think they'll be – my guess is they're probably an around 500 team, but that's much better than I thought they would be. So I, I do think they're going to be pretty good. I actually think it's a, more legitimate than not what we've seen so far from the Rams. So you think they're going to stick here at the 500s? I, I like that. I actually do like that. I don't think that raises the bar too high for them. And also – it's realistic, I feel like, too. Like, I mean, I don't think they're a playoff team, but they're also a very fun team. You know, they're very fun to watch. They could be in that playoff hunt. I can definitely see their name on that screen when we're talking about the odds. So, yeah, I definitely expect them to be in the the 500 range where they're at right now for a while after the way they've played. I agree with that. Um, all right, last team in the one-in-ones before I let you get one off if you have any in mind. All right. It's going to be the Bills. They finally handled business against, if I am correct, give me one second, had to bring it back. The Raiders. They handled business against the Raiders, my poor Raiders. Um, they handled the business. They're back on track, supposedly. But, Colby, you were already hesitant on these Raiders while I was just blinded by love. So, being the voice of reason, are the Bills really back or – are they going to be floating around this one and one for a while? Um, that's a good one. That's another 
this is the last two have been definitely the hardest. Um, I'll say they're back. I, I don't know. Back is <laughs> back is in back to like a Super Bowl contender. Winners um, of the division. Let's do that. I mean, Miami looks so good. They're going to be in the playoffs. I'll tell you that. They're still going to be a playoff team. Josh Allen, when he's not being an idiot, is still a top five quarterback. So because of that, I, I think people are going to overreact to – like, I don't think they're as good as they have been the last couple years. So I don't think they're great, but I still think they're a pretty good team. I still expect them to be in the playoffs. This was a major get-right game for them that they absolutely needed. And it was lucky that they got to play the Raiders. So um, I think, yeah, I think the Bills will be pretty good. We'll see, we'll see. The weeks entail come back for these into detective cases, Colby. Is there anything from the one and ones? that you want to bring to the table? Um, hmm. Let me look through the list here. Uh, as far as the investigations, any that need to be investigated. I mean, the only one I would say would be Seattle. I just don't, I, I think they're pretty good. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like down the stretch there. What's your vibe on Seattle? Detective. All right. Glad you were thinking Seattle, so I was broken between Seattle and the Bills. Um, I would say for Seattle, man, it's weird. It's really weird. I would say I trust it a little bit. Maybe it's because, like I said, the whole division thing, maybe that's why the Rams snuck them. It was an in-division game, and they came out in a hostile environment where you knew the line, Ford Field sold out for the first time in years. Um, and you go out there, and not only did you win the game, but you also stole one of the ski masks somehow in some way. You got your hands on the ski mask. So I, I'm going I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks mostly because it's tricky to pick them as – a winner, like a contender with these two and O teams that I see right that I have written down beneath them because it's Geno Smith. I, I, I got to be honest. It's going to be the Geno Smith factor. I said it the game. I was surprised that, you know, he was letting it rip. He was starting to do those things again that he did last season. Can we get more of those? Cause remember that first week was such a stinker. It left a bad taste. It reminded people of the bad taste that Geno can leave in your mouth. Yeah. So <laughs> that, Pause. Yeah, that that probably took a little pause there. But anyways, oh, I get what you're saying. You're right. That was yeah. alarming. That second half, week one. So yeah, that I would about to say. I would say that for right now, Colby, as a detective, I would say keep them in that one in one range. They're still going to be floating around 500 for a few more weeks. I feel like, and then we'll see if they will take off into the 2-0 and range. Those take off into that group of 2-0 and teams. No, that's fair. I like it. This is going to take further investigation on Seattle, definitely. We're going to have to mm-hmm. pencil that one in for to revisit this case. Yeah. And, we're, and like we said, Cole, um, we're not going to be talking about any of these 2-0 and guys because I feel like a lot of them, or at least a few of them, will be gracing our power rankings. I'd say. Not all of them, but definitely some of them. All right, we just hit the 10-minute warning if you want to get into this because it is 10.30 over here on the East Coast. <laughs> all right, Colby. Let's see here. Hopefully hopefully people are still awake here at my time, too. Everyone's already in their rooms. But it is time, folks, for the first time in all of the, of the season 
We've done it before, actually, before kickoff, I think, the week before. But now it is time for the power rankings. <laughs> All right, but Colby, we got the power rankings in their back. Are you ready? Do you have your number 10 ready? Got him ready. Do you want me to go first? All right. Well, yes, go ahead. I'll let you go first. Okay. Colby at number 10. Who do you got? All right. Number 10. I have the Atlanta Falcons, one of the two and O teams. Look, there's questions about Desmond Ritter, but as I said, he's doing his job. He's getting better. He's mobile. We'll see what he can become. I don't know what the ceiling is, but they have a terrific running game. They've, as have we said, improved the defense a bunch. Um, they have a lot of talent on that offense, a lot of pieces, and you and I both think Arthur Smith is a terrific coach. We said that all last year, even though they weren't very good, um, and I think that's been proven very correct so far. So I like the Falcons a lot. I got them number 10. All right, Colby. That's a great number 10 pick. Uh, I, had, I had them in my – they were in my split section when I was trying to figure out where I want to place at number 10. They're going to be one of the teams I left out. They were number 11 because that number 10 for me, I got – the Washington Commanders. I, I really like how their offense is going through the air and getting Brian Robinson going on the ground in Denver. I mean, they're going through both ways and they got the enemy. What else can I say? Got Commanders at number 10. All right, Colby, number nine. Who do you have? All right, number nine. My nine and 10 teams play each other this week. Um, this is probably the most controversial one on my list. I have the Lions at nine, even though despite the loss to Seattle, I still think they just have an elite offense. They're still a very good team. I think their defense is still better than last year. Yes, they would obviously be higher had they not lost to Seattle. I debated putting them in here at all. But as I just started going through the teams, I just like a lot of what they do better than a lot of the other teams that were in that conversation for this spot. So I got the Lions in here at nine. Maybe that's over-optimistic, but I'm keeping them in for now. It's not bad to have a little optimism because over here at number nine, it's time this team got their flowers. It's Baker Mayfield at number nine in the Bucks. I got them at number nine, maybe a little too low. Maybe I should too say. Low. I don't have a coming into going into Minnesota and winning, and then going home and getting the dub at, against the Bears. I mean, which isn't really too much to speak of, right home about. But the Vikings win, the win against the Vikings. That one, that one was a very, very big statement game for them. All right, number eight, Colby. Who do you got? All right, number eight, I got the Buffalo Bills, the aforementioned Buffalo Bills. Um, this was a much-needed bounce back after their week one disaster. Their offense appears to have gotten right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're still going to be a pretty good team. They still have Josh Allen. I got the Bills eight. All right, Colby, at number eight, I have – the Detroit Lions. That's why I said there's wow. oh, really you try to flip it no off problem you. with optimism. <laughs> there is no problem with it. Um, the slight up, slip up. Maybe the, the Seattle Seahawks just have their number just because, remember, they did play recently from last season. Yeah, they, yeah, they might. So. Very true. Yeah, maybe maybe they just got their number, you know, maybe. You know, but that would be very unfortunate for the Lions to be beaten by the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith come playoff time. All right. Number seven, Colby. Who do you got? Sorry, I was muted. We got about six minutes here, so I'm going to go quick. Number seven, I got the Jags. Uh, but it was a tough loss this week, but I still fully believe. I still believe in Trevor. I still think they're going to roll through the AFC South and be a good team. So I got the Jags seven, despite the loss. It must be deja vu because I also have the Jags <laughs> at seven. 
Like lockstep. But that offense was a little, little sleepy. All right, Colby, who do you got at number six? All right, number six. I think this is very objective to have them this high. The Baltimore Ravens. That was an impressive win against Cincinnati. Lamar looked really good. They already have banged up, which is a concern, but they looked they, they looked very good in that Cincinnati game. I think they're a really good team. Right now, they look like the class of the AFC North. We'll see if that lasts, but I got the Ravens six. All right, Colby, I think mine's going to stir you up a little bit. At number six, I got the Chiefs. Wow. That offense needs some work. That offense needs some work. I need to see more from the receiving core. Mahomes is throwing to lawn chairs at the moment in my eyes. It's Travis Kelsey in lawn chairs. So defense looks great, though. Uh, that, that's the only reason why they're above all the other teams. Defense looks great. Once I feel like I get the once I get the answers from the offense, then I'll be I'll probably have them right back to where they should be. But right now, they're at number six. All right, Colby, top five, top five, top five. What do you got? Number five, I'll go quick here because I think there's going to be a lot of agreement mostly. Number five, you probably have them a little higher, but I got the Dolphins. I may be late to the party, but you're looking very right about the Dolphins. They look like a juggernaut um, for all the reasons we said earlier. So I got the Dolphins five, man. They look excellent. I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the AFC. Um, I was wrong. They look really good. I completely disagree disagree with you, the Dolphins. That is too low, Colby. I have the Eagles at number five, folks. I have the Eagles at number five. Look, they they beat the Vikings, but they also, that offense sputtered out and let us come back, okay? You can't give Kirk Cousins false hope. He'll pad his stats, and then people are going to start talking smack about you. All right, so Eagles, number five. I mean, plus, doesn't look the same. You know, they're the same thing with the Chiefs. Give me a few more answers, and you'll probably get back to where you are. Number four, Colby. All right, I'll go very quick on this one because I have the Eagles number four. Uh, I agree with ah. you. that. Hasn't looked quite the same. I still think they're an excellent team, um, but some kinks to work out for sure. All right, all right. Number four for me, you're going to have to draw four for yourself, Colby, because you got the Ravens at number four. Uh, I really think they got a good offense. I mean, yes, they lost OBJ, but it looks like Zay Flowers is there to pick up all the slack and everything. And hopefully Rashad Bateman learns how to play football again and get back on the field. All right. Number three. Number three. Sorry, Colby. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted you to get it. I didn't mean to cut you off. All right, number three, I got the Cowboys. Um, I think we have two of the same top three here. I mean, what can you say? They're a juggernaut. Their defense is incredible. They're loaded. Cowboys three. Got two and a half minutes. <laughs> All right. You're probably going to have to send another one for final thoughts. All right. I will. Um, yeah, I was about to say. 49ers is my number three pick. Um, for me, it's just the fact that when it comes down to the offense, I feel like, believe it or not, Dallas might be. I feel like oh, we have even seen the full extent of their power, you know? That's how I feel when it comes to Dallas. We haven't even seen them fully flex because these New York teams haven't even challenged them. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. And the 49ers, I mean, they're handling business very well. Don't get it twisted, but that's why I have them at number three. Who you got at number two? All right, number two, I have the Chiefs at two. The offense is questionable as it's looked with the receivers. They still have Patrick Mahomes, and they have probably the best defense he's ever had. Uh, I'm just this is a Chiefs trust thing. They did just win the Super Bowl. Uh, they have the best player I've ever seen, and Andy Reid. So, and the fact that they have a good defense, pretty alarming. I got the Chiefs, too. Yeah, I was about to say the Chiefs at two. I respect that. I got Dallas, speaking of defenses. I got Dallas at number two. Um, 
man, it, it shouldn't come to a surprise, but I feel like, like I said, they're not number one just because they were just beating up on those New York teams, man. And they just haven't shown us their full strength yet. I really want to see Dak Prescott go up against a good team and this team still produce the way they've been producing. All right, Colby, who you got at number one? All right, number one, I got the Niners, the Brockett ship. Uh, I mean, he just doesn't lose. He doesn't lose. They have a super team. They're incredibly loaded everywhere on both sides of the ball. It's pretty unfair, actually. Um, and Purdy's been very good. So I got the Niners one. You got less than a minute. Um, I know who your one is, but go ahead and say it before I end this. My number one is the Miami Dolphins, because just like this quarter, just like both quarterbacks from like the Niners and Tua Tagovailoa, as long as they stay healthy, they're generally undefeated. And they look, that's all that needs to be, man. That's all that needs to be said. And Mike McDaniels, baby. Well, come on. All in on the Dolphins. I love it. All right, Jalen, so you got Miami at the top. I got the Niners, our first edition of the Power Rankings, bi-weekly. So, wait, semi, no. Yeah, you're right, bi-weekly. Yeah, I was right the first time. Okay, uh, so I got the Niners 1, Chiefs 2, Cowboys 3, Eagles 4, Dolphins 5, Ravens 6, Jags 7, Bills 8, Lions 9, Falcons 10. You had, if I can remember, you had Dolphins, Cowboys uh, 3. Did you have – who did you have at 3? Niners. 49ers, that's right. Then you had Ravens, uh, Eagles, Chiefs, Jags, Lions, Bucks, and Commanders. Commanders, that's right. Okay. So the only teams, so I had the Falcons in mind, you didn't, and the Bills in mind, you didn't, and then I didn't have the Commanders uh, or the Bucks in mind. But other than that, we had the same teams, different orders. Yeah, there we go. A couple, a couple sprinkled in differences, but... All right, Colby, like we always do, we like to sprinkle in also at the end of every episode, our final thoughts. Go ahead and take it away, man. All right, my final thought, um, I'll go to basketball just quickly. The Dame rumors finally heating up as the season draws ever nearer. It looks like now there are other teams actually calling, so maybe that'll get the ball rolling to get a deal done one way or another. Um, I hope it happens soon, and I'll just say, the tears, the preseason NBA tears. Whenever this Dame trade goes down, we'll be back. I've had my preseason tears. We've been cooking them up. I'm uh, just waiting on the Dame trade before we drop them. So the tears will either drop whenever the Dame trade happens, that next episode we do, or if it goes into the season, it'll be like the week before the season. But whichever happens first, the preseason tears will be dropped. Yes, and Colby, did you know? That Dame trade, I forgot what football game it was, but it was a oh. game where it, it, he was there and Kyle Lowry, and it was like Chauncey Billups and yeah. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, the buff, the Colorado game, yeah. Yeah, that's where I shared in the group chat. I saw that image, and I was like, dude, this is going to be the biggest progress towards the Dame trade that anyone even knows. <laughs> no one doesn't even know. That's like big mo That's big progress right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, for, this, for my final thoughts here, folks, I mean – what can I say? I don't bring them up often. And I feel like now is a good time to bring it up because I didn't do it last time. They handled their business and it's not time yet to say that they're back. But man, oh man, it's start Steve Starkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. Look, I'm already shaking just trying to say it. I really don't want to say it, but I really have to get it off my mind, folks. But those Texas Longhorns do look really good this year, Colby. It gives me some good hope and some faith. 
that hopefully they can at least make the playoffs. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. I just would love to see them in the playoffs. So, but that's a big order and that's a tall ask in the college football world. But here today, we don't do that. Today, we just had a jam-packed episode and hopefully it was some good stuff. Was some good stuff. I love it. Texas back. Thank you for listening to the CJ JC show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And then besides that, have a good one, y'all.